something crazy happened at work the other day. Um, we've hired two new employees in the office room where a lot of our behind the scenes work happens, like the intertwinings of our websites, how the gears turn, um, brand managers, you know, warehouse help, et cetera, or warehouse packers, some new friends in the, at the mothership. And so we all share this Google drive and I'm also in the process. Um, oh my God, how many people have I hired? This is getting confusing. <laughs> I hired an OnlyFans manager and we share a Google drive. And I also share a Google drive with my assistant, also one with the warehouse uh, team. And, um, my COO calls me and she's like, Anna, um, why do you have nudes in our Google Drive? Like, <laughs> um, oh my God. The uh. So this is what happened. I guess at the office, they opened up the drive in a folder that I had deleted since I recently deleted it. It like showed up in the recent for some reason. And yes, it was a nude, but my God, it was the nude. My like best nude, my bent over spreading cheeks, see all up in the goddess nude. So, um, yeah, so now me and the new, the new people are very well acquainted. Not that we weren't already, but can't hold anything back now. (laughs) And I'm just like, if this were any other workplace, I'd probably be fired but I'm the boss. (laughs) So yeah, I was like, well, welcome to the mothership. You've seen my butthole. Now we can move on. Cash at me. Welcome back to the Slutpreneur Podcast. Today's episode, we're just going to take a bath. I'm going to be honest, I have no guests this week. I've been training new employees, and I thought, I need self-care, and I want to talk about it. Because a lot of you little baby slutchpreneurs listening have just started your journey, and maybe you don't know about balance. Or you're on your, you know, path to success, and you're still trying to figure it out. We all are. The freaking... Yin and the yang. So this episode is Bubbles with Blue. (laughs) As you know, Rebecca Blue is my alter ego, so I thought it would be fitting. So let's jump into it. Um, My book sold out. Thank you. The, The gratitude, there's no words. You guys knew how nervous I was and how terrified I was that no one would like it. That, God, just the fear of failure. We all have it. I'm putting some Epsom salts in the bath right now. And the book sold out within... I want to say like 40 minutes, half of them sold within 20 minutes. Um, 
it was overwhelming. Like my whole team was here. We were on live and it was, it was just overwhelming. Like creating the book, I almost just kept adding so much on because I was terrified to publish it. And the costs kept racking up so much with all the little extras I wanted to add. And, you know, it's like when you give your heart to people, like in book form, it makes you really vulnerable. So thank you. Thank you for making it my dream come true. Thank you for giving me a moment to look back on in my life and bringing it to the most, like the biggest capacity of, of joy. I, I told my assistant, I was just like, it literally is one of the best days of my life. So speaking of assistants, oh, and secondly, for those of you who missed out on the drop because we only, or I could only afford to get a hundred of them made, try self-publishing y'all. It's harder than it looks. Uh, so yeah, we're going to have another batch made. I might do like two or two fifty this time. It won't come with the whole workbook handbook, but it's going to be bigger. It's going to be like in magazine format size. And I wanted the first hundred sluts who were so lucky to get the first copy to have something so special that no, no one would ever have. However, my team, we were talking today and they were like, are you sure? And I was like, well, maybe like... Maybe down the road we could do like a, a gold edition or, or lavender or black. Switch it up. But those baby pink bad boys, the only hands they are going in are the ones who were there at the beginning. The, the My first little stepping stone of being an author. Something that just sounds weird to say. I don't know how people, like I don't know how authors are always like, I'm an author. Or I'm a producer. Like it just doesn't seem... I don't know. Life is weird. So I hired a personal assistant. Hold on. We're going to put this apple cider in the tub just a little bit. Let me grab my wine. I'm thinking. There's so many things around me because there's so many things I want to talk and share to you about. So I'm trying my best. <laughs> My previous assistant, who is now my COO of the whole company, was like, bitch, I'm doing too much for you. I am spread myself thin. She said, it's it is time. The time has arrived. So we found a, a mm, the, my little puzzle piece, a, a fit that <laughs> was overwhelmingly too good to be true. And she started June 1st. Her name's Stevie, and she, what is it? What what day is it? I feel like it's been two or three weeks since she started, and she comes to my house every morning at 9 a.m. Well, during the week and assists me in getting my day started. So we just straighten up, um, breakfast, coffee, the agenda for the day, and it's always different. Sometimes we immediately go to a meeting or to an appointment, same thing, right? Like to my horseback riding lessons or getting groceries, like all these errands that would have taken up my whole day, she takes care of. And anything, it, like if I need research or if I need her to call 10 different dog rescues, she it, like 
at the drop of a hat or whatever it's called. It's, as I say it, it's, I, it's so hard not to feel guilty when people help you. It may, like my whole life when people have helped me, I immediately feel like I owe them something in return because a lot of people expect that. So you feel guilt, you feel um, like, what can I give someone in return? And I always like, I always forget that I'm paying people. And I think that's a good thing. I really value people who work for me and how hard and dedicated they work. But it's still difficult to me to be like, okay, I am <laughs> like, they're paid to be here. They're not just here for free. Um, but I like to think that everyone wants to be there because they want to be there. <sighs> but just in the first few weeks, she's taught me so much about um, just <sighs> helping me realize that I worked so hard to this point and to feel gratitude, but also I earned it and I should be proud of it and, you know, feel, <sighs> it's just hard to explain. I, it's just, I just, I don't know. I, mm. Anyways, she, I, I guess, you know what, I guess I realized now that I have assistance is how much I needed assistance. That's where I'm trying to get. And these last few weeks alone, I feel like I've gotten months of work done. I have accountability to wake up in the morning, to get to these appointments, to not procrastinate, to not leave the house and thrift shop my whole day away. And the fact that she can help with the dogs doesn't inhibit me from like being out of the house for a certain amount of time. It, it just a laundry list of of a newfound just what's the word? Somebody help me out here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm just happy. I've been having some really happy days and I'm just really I'm excited for this new journey. Um it's almost like you have a new roommate <laughs> and I've never I've only had one roommate and it's it's just good to have a lot of good energy in the house and um and she's a cancer. We love cancers. Shout out to my cancers. Shout out to my water signs. I love you all. I'm just very compatible with this stuff right here. <laughs> so, having this new assistance has given me a newfound balance in my life. But I want to I want to talk about the balance in your life. What I've learned in the last decade of working from home, working for myself, building over, gosh, I don't even know how many businesses I've started. I know right now I have over eight, but what I've learned and what you can take away. So how do we maintain a work-life, personal life balance? How do we do it? Well, the most important thing is avoiding perfectionism. I have not perfected this. <laughs> Even before this podcast, I was writing notes and trying to overanalyze everything. When you create unrealistic expectations, you will always be disappointed. But if your expectations are somewhat realistic or even low, you'll always be pleasantly surprised. This happens a lot <laughs> when I just go out in general instead of being like, you know, I want to wear this cute outfit and listen to great music and eat great food and be with great people. One of those things isn't going to happen. So if you just expect nothing, you're always going to be excited with whatever you get. And we all know that perfection 
is unattainable, but we also have really high expectations for ourselves. But focus on thriving on being simply proud of your work. You want to excel in your work for yourself and no one else. Like think about the root of why you are trying to be perfect. Think about the source. Is it pleasing other people? Is it fear of judgment? Focus on that and how you can reverse those counterproductive, destructive habits. It happens a lot when we grow up, like in school, getting good grades, um, having a high work ethic at a young age, even in sports. It's always our elders rooting us on and saying, you know, this must be perfect. You must be a perfect child and I want to show off you to all the other adults and that kind those habits are very destructive and they affect our whole lives. Like I didn't realize yesterday there was this post on Facebook about, I think it went viral about this um, 14 year old who works at Taco Bell like 40 hours a week and he's saving up for a car and he's not hanging out with friends. He's just working. And this dad was so proud of his son, but everyone reposting it was like, um, your kid's missing out on being a kid. And you're glamorizing capitalism and overworking children. And I was like, fuck, like I was working 40 hour weeks when I was 14. I had three jobs at 15. I bought myself a car as soon as I could. I mean, I had a bigger goal to get out of the life I was in. But when you start at that age with that kind of work ethic, you toot your horn in that way for, you know, the years to come. And you'll work your... Sorry, I just yawn in the middle of that. You'll work yourself to death. The ladder of your success and your endeavors, it never ends. There's always another step to be had. And it's true what they say. If you just enjoy the journey versus the destination, that's where you can find greater joy. Again, another concept I rarely try to implement, but it's the truth. You know, one of my employees' dads came in the warehouse today and he wants to start a fishing YouTube channel and just posting videos about him fishing and being out in the wilderness and stuff. And I was so rooting him on. I was like, oh my God, I'll subscribe. Like, tell me more about your ideas, yada, yada. And he had actually mentioned it when we all went out to dinner, probably a few weeks ago, a few months ago. So when he came in today, I was like, how's your channel going? Like, give me, spill the tea. And he hadn't even uploaded yet, but he did record. He, he edited, he worked on the intro and everything. And I was so blown away. I was like, yes, like you're doing it, but he didn't post anything. And it made me think about all the times I was too scared to post anything. And looking back, me now would tell little me like, Hey, you little bad bitch. You just got to post it because you have to build up a a small amount of reputation for your channel. And you can't do that without posting. No one's going to watch that first video anyways. That first video you post, that first TikTok you post, that first photo shoot you finally post, that's for you. That's practice for you to do it again. And then it becomes a beautiful creative cycle of doing it again and again. But that's the problem with creative work. You're constantly your own worst enemy, self-analyzing your stuff. And it's hard, man. It's hard when you're an artist because you're sensitive (laughs) and it's hard to show your work to the world. And 
you're inevitably going to read the comments and you're going to feel less than perfect. So coming up with a coping strategy for perfectionism is key. I say it all the time, but people project, people project their own problems, hurt people, hurt people. So that's how I move past negative energy in my creative workspace as I'm trying to attain perfection. Self-care. All right. This is the one I'm so excited about (laughs) as I slip all over the place. If you're not doing self-care, you're not caring for yourself. You're not loving yourself. And if you don't love yourself, that's going to be portrayed in every aspect of your personal and your work life. So get it together. I need you to physically put self-care time on your calendar. Block off chunks of your day that you feel less productive and replace them with your necessary self-care time. Spring is in the air, lovelies, and with it comes a fresh wave of energy, blossoming flowers, and endless possibilities. But you know what puts an extra skip in my step? My fabulous partners at Viahem. Trusted by a whopping 250,000 plus goddesses just like you, Viahem's products are just like a magical wellness wand in a bottle. Feeling a bit frazzled after a hectic day? Cue the Via gummies for instant relaxation. Battling stress and anxiety? Don't worry, there's a gummy for that too. And for those intimate moments, Via has concocted something truly special. High Love Gummies, infused with pleasure-boosting cannabinoids, libido-reviving herbs, and just the right touch of THC, these gummies are your ticket to an electrifying experience between the sheets. But wait, there's more. Via offers an array of other gummies, with or without THC, catering to every goddess's needs. Whether you prefer a subtle 2mg dose or a bolder 50mg kick, Via has your back. From improving sleep to sharpening focus or aiding in recovery, there's a gummy for every occasion. And the cherry on top? You can easily browse and shop their collection online, categorized by strength and effect. And here's the best part, darling. Via ships discreetly to all 50 states, right to your doorstep. No medical card needed. So go ahead, indulge in a little self-care spree with Via Hemp, because you deserve nothing but the best goddess. Head over to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies 21 and up only that's viahemp v-i-i-a-h-e-m-p.com and use code goddess at checkout please support our show and tell them we sent you take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from viahemp now back to the show So you guys ready for my favorite self-care routine? Listen up. It's a little long, but you are going to try one of these things and you are going to feel good about it. (laughs) All right. So first I shut my phone off. Secondly, I start with a clay mask. I particularly like Aztec secret um, Indian healing clay. It's, I got mine at Whole Foods. You can probably get it online It's like a natural clay powder and you mix it with water and it turns into this paste and having really sensitive cystic acne prone skin with hella blackheads. um, I feel like it quickly pulls out all my impurities and it stays on the perfect amount of time while my bath's filling up. And at the same time, I'm going to put my hair mask in, which I use 
Opalex. I think that's what it's called. It's kind of expensive, but I got the kit off of Poshmark where sometimes people um, sell like used cosmetics and body care stuff, but sometimes people just open it and they can't like sell it on eBay. So they'll be like, it's open. I didn't like the smell or the color. So it's all the time, like half price. So while my hair and skin is just basking in its glory, I do a dry brush on my body. I have this mitt with this coarse like material that I just rub all over my body to exfoliate. And as someone who wears panties for days on end, if you don't know, I sell my used panties. <laughs> I don't just wear them long for fun, but it really helps all those little sweat bumps, even after hot yoga, good God like in the butt crack area. So dry brushing has been really helpful for that. It also helps with it also helps with blood circulation and what's that stuff called? Cellulite. Beautiful cellulite. And then we pour the wine. We are enjoying 19 crimes. If I'm splurging, I'll go with Cooper and Thief Red Blend because it's aged in whiskey barrels. However, this one does the trick. It's a backup bottle. And you must have a fancy glass or be safe with a plastic cup so you don't hurt yourself. I really have been enjoying my little Alexa here in the bathroom. And I I religiously either do the Billie Holiday Pandora or Yoga Tribe Pandora. There is something about Yoga Tribe Pandora that puts all my dogs to sleep and the sounds, like, you guys know, like, the home, that sound? There's different sounds of the universe that actually, like, get into your psyche and make you feel good. So that one in particular helps me meditate if that's the time I choose to meditate. So you already heard, I put my Epsom salts in the bath. Make sure you get 100% pure salt. You don't want any other chemicals in your bath, except especially if you have a hoo-ha because you don't want, like, a yeast infection or anything. Isn't that funny? My mom used to call it a hoo-ha when I was a kid. <laughs> I get mine from the dollar store. They have plain good old Epsom salt because, girl, if you go to Walmart, even that shit's like eight bucks a bag. So I go in there and I shamelessly take my arm and slide every blue bag of Epsom salt into my cart. So I apologize for anyone in the Wilmington area that cannot get their Epsom salt. It is mine. Next, I put some apple cider vinegar in the tub. I think about one-fourth cup. This helps with my pH. Um, I have an IUD, so it gets sensitive sometimes and off balance. I'm sure someone out there listening listening is like, no, but my masseuse recommended it, and I've been very happy with the outcome of it ever since I've been using it. So that's that. I just use regular apple cider vinegar. It's the cheapest at like Trader Joe's. But always do your research before anything gets close to your body. And then if you have some like essential oils, maybe do a drop of like lavender because lavender is relaxing. Yes, I know you know this. So I know we talked about meditating. That shit's hard. I watch a lot of Abraham Hicks on YouTube and that's been helping me get to the point of <laughs> really trying to. It may never happen, but... At least I'm trying. Um, in the bath and in yoga, I do a lot of deep breathing and being in the moment. So that's the closest I've reached to meditation. But any sort of deep breathing is going to be really good for your body, obviously. And there's some great meditation apps. Headspace. They have a YouTube channel. They have a free app. The guy's voice is so cute and relaxing. <laughs> so give it a try. Give it a free trial. 
I'd love to know your thoughts about that app as far as like being a first time meditator. Maybe you get a good book. I'm always reading like three books, like a book that's a story that totally takes me out of my life. And then an educational book for work, like that has to do with business. And then also like a self-help book. Right now I'm reading The Dip by Seth Godwin something, Seth something with a G. And it's about the power of saying no, which is also self-care, saying no, don't be a yes man. I've been surrounding myself with a lot of people who give me constructive feedback instead of just saying everything I do is great because that's what friends are for. They're there to make you better and be honest. And you don't want people that just agree with everything you do because if you want to jump off a bridge, they'll be like, yes. (laughs) Oh, that's not funny. So after we step out of the bath, I'm going to hop into a terry cloth bathrobe. This is a bathrobe that's made of soft, dry like a bath towel. It's literally a bath towel with arms. And I don't know who out there likes putting just a plain bath towel on because your arms and feet are still cold. So I I think I got mine off eBay or Poshmark. I think I got mine for 20 bucks, but they've lasted forever. They're, they're, it's just so nice to get out the bath and encapsulate your whole body in warmth and softness. And I usually keep it on all night. Sometimes I sleep in it. And it saves towels and it's just super comfy. And it makes me feel like I'm at a hotel or something. So now that my skin is a little dried out from the water, I'll put on a hydrating sheet mask or like some hyaluronic acid, which is moisturizing for my skin, but something so my skin can just, you know, uh, get hydrated and slurp up some moisturizing juices. So... My hair, I have a whole um, I have a whole YouTube video about hair care, but my hair is very long and very healthy, um, not to be cocky about it, but it is because I've taken such good care of it, and a lot of that means no heat and um, no brushing when it's wet because that's when it's most fragile, and that's been really helpful for breakage and helping it grow. So I don't blow dry it or anything. I just put it in this microfiber towel after I kind of dry off the ends with a bath towel. I've been using a Nord and Bear, N-O-R-D and B-A-R-E. That's the brand. I found it at TJ Maxx, but it's not like those normal little microfiber hair wraps you see everywhere. This is like the Mac Daddy, super size me, luxurious uh, hair wrap and I can wear it like to bed and it keeps all my hair in it, all my long ass hair that's almost to my butt and it doesn't like fall out and I've washed it and it doesn't get like the little mothballs on it or anything. And I'm just, I'm really happy with it. Every time I go to TJ Maxx, I try to see if they have more. And then if my towel's all wet and I want to slip into something that my body loves, I have a barefoot dreams Oh my God, this robe, it's a, I'm sorry, it's a Barefoot Dreams robe, a floor length robe. And it feels like, like whatever a cloud feels like, that's what it feels like. It's like a freaking a million bunny rabbits are giving you a hug. And that brand is really pricey, but I have a, my, what is, excuse me, I'm broken. 
on eBay, you can search for things and save your search. So then eBay will email you every time there's a new listing. So I was looking for like a new without tags robe because they're like in the hundreds or not hundreds, you know, they're like a hundred bucks, but I snagged one for 50 bucks, best investment yet. (laughs) And it's just, for me, it's such an important piece of my self-care routine. So let's talk about your phone. The phone is such a time waster. Yes, it's a tool, but it is also a time waster. So unplugging at designated hours is important. (laughs) Otherwise, you're never going to feel accomplished. You will just keep working and keep going until your battery is dead. And that was me for like six years. And honestly, it's how I got the job done because I would not accept help. I still can't designate hours to put my phone away. I still sleep with three phones next to me. So I'm not an advocate for this advice. However, I watched a Netflix show. God, I can't remember the name, but it had a lot of people who previously worked at like Google and just big tech companies, Apple, whatever. And at the end, this guy was like, you know, if you just turn off all your notifications, like you can go into your settings and for every app, you can turn off notifications. So the only ones you get are like text messages and phone calls. And this helps me so much because I don't look at my phone and instantly see a million notifications, you know, and it it helps you like detox from that dopamine addiction. So that's been incredibly useful because now I touch my phone with intention. All those notifications are our stress reminders and stress triggers. So yes, touch your technology with intention. This way, if I'm going to do work or emails, I open my phone and that's the app I click. I don't open my phone and I'm like, ooh, I got an Instagram message. Ooh, I got a TikTok a duet, whatever. Keeps you away because we all know we get in this black hole of our phone and all of a sudden we've bought all these things from Pinterest and you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> I overdrafted. So how can you turn self-love practices to the utmost quality time with yourself? Quality is the key word. I think having control over actively loving yourself will help with the ease of controlling your work life as well and overall make you feel more blissful. (laughs) I really think if you treat your self-care as important as your work, you will find like so much more peace when you're working and something to look forward to. And during that meditation, you might think of that million dollar idea. I know it sounds kind of cheesy, like, ooh, self-care, love yourself, but it's not until you're actively and routinely doing it does it make sense. I'm sure people are like, oh, she gets a massage every week or, oh, the the eyelash extensions and the the pedicures. Oh, but you know what, bitch? That's my self-care. I can get a pedicure and check emails at the same time. It's like the best of both worlds. And that's my that's my scheduled self-care. If I know I'm about to have a busy day and got horseback riding and stuff, I'm like, yes, I'm going to need a massage the next day. Yes, I need to recharge. Yes, I need to fill my tank because I am a priority. I am the tool and the heartbeat of my business, and I better take care of myself. Otherwise, everything else is going to crumble. Now we're going to excommunicate toxicity. 
toxic people, toxic things, toxic activities are purely time wasters. Every interaction and experience in your life should benefit your inner growth. Everyone says like you're a combination of the five people around you. Well, if you're friends with someone who loves to gossip, that's pretty toxic. You need to own up to that. In the most recent weeks, I've Zoomed and FaceTime my friends and family more than ever. Sometimes I even go as far as like checking a few emails when I'm on the phone with them. Sometimes they understand that I just want some company and they love me enough to be okay with that. One of my colleagues, we have been doing hot yoga religiously and we have our meetings on the way and on the way back from hot yoga. And we're getting that self-care in, but also being mindful of our time. Because if I were to go to yoga myself, that 30, 40 minutes there and 30, 40 minutes back feels a little bit wasted. Granted, you could be listening to this podcast on the way there. (laughs) Creating boundaries with your friends and family can be difficult, but imperative. You know, People, when they're like, I miss you, I want to hang out with you, it kind of makes you feel like shit. It kind of makes you antsy, like, oh, God, I got to give this person time for them. Like, what about me? Like, you're projecting this desire you have on me and you're making me feel bad about it. So sometimes it's okay. Like, you don't have to explain your schedule. So creating boundaries with your friends and family so they don't inhibit your growth. And it shows who really respects you when you say no. You could even consider having like a group event like monthly or something with all your friends because think about how much time you're going to save doing a group activity versus one-on-ones. Have people come to you, have people come to your job and have lunch. If you can't do a whole weekend at the beach, say, hey, I have this available. This is what will work in my schedule for me. Does that work with you? You know, create these scenarios and sentences to practice so that you don't feel like you're pushed in a corner. Another great way to remove toxicity in your life is to create a priority list of what's important to you and then trim off the fat. Trim it off. Trim off the people that fucking suck. You know, they say your biggest fan is a hater and your biggest enemy is a friend. So think about who who you're letting in your life. Feed your head with healthy choices. From the shows you watch to the people you follow on Instagram, you decide what you digest. I made it very imperative when I'm scrolling on Instagram, which I don't even suggest. Like, If you're an entrepreneur, you better be a poster, not a scroller. You should get on Instagram to post, not to go through the feed unless the feed is healthy for you. So if you're scrolling and you scroll by this girl who you followed because she's so fucking beautiful. But every time you see a bikini pic of her, you just think, oh, my body's disgusting and it makes you feel like shit. Yes, that happens. It happens to me too. Unfollow that person. They're not feeding you in a healthy way. So I've decided to follow very motivational people and things and inspiring things so that if I do choose to browse the feed for a while, it makes me feel really good afterwards you know, what was that word? FOMO, fear of missing out. Like eliminate people that make you feel that way. You know, only invite things that feel like you're a part of something and not missing out. Batching your content will help you balance your life. From my OnlyFans to my podcast to my YouTube to my emails. I don't do a little bit every day. 
I do a lot of it in one day. I really don't need to elaborate it anymore because it's different per person. But if there's one thing you can decide to structure in your schedule, it's batching your content, especially emails. It's such a time waster. I started to realize if I email someone back within an hour, all of a sudden we're emailing all day. But if I take like 48 to 72 hours to email them back, by that time, they've already figured it out or resolved it. And they start to get the hint to not email me every day and to only email me if it's important. The same goes with texts. I used to text people back all the time, like immediately. I was always the last texter. Now I'm gratefully so busy that I have probably a hundred unread texts on my phone. But at the same time, people assume I'm busy and people don't feel this attachment to get a get a hold of me immediately. Um, obviously there are ways to get a hold of me, but it's actually made me feel more relaxed when the phone rings and I just don't answer. <laughs> I don't know if that's good advice, but it's been working for me. Delegate and outsource. I use Upwork.com and Fiverr.com to outsource help, especially at the beginning of my business. I was getting stretched so thin. I was breaking myself down and I really wrote down what took up so much of my time and who I would need to outsource to do this, if it was possible to outsource it. And then I decided what would my hourly rate be? Like, how do I value myself hourly? And I remember at the time thinking, you know, my time is worth $100 an hour at at that time. Now, Now it's a little more. But at that time, I was like, okay, I can't spend an hour doing work that's not being a return on my investment because I'm an important tool to the business and the time I give to the business makes the business grow. So if I'm spending longer than an hour on something and I'm not getting it done and it ain't doing nothing for the business, then I need to outsource it. I was terrified to invest in that way, especially when I couldn't afford it. But when I did, it brought back more revenue for my company. Virtual assistants are much more affordable than you think. There are assistants on those websites that work $5 an hour to $10 to $20 an hour, depending on what you need. And they can get a lot more research and smaller tasks done, automating your business. They have experience in that. You can interview them before you make a decision, but it's something to consider. And I've gotten such great reward (laughs) from having more time to do things I enjoy versus things that were time wasters. So all in all, don't try all this at once. I just ask you to pick one thing from the show to start implementing because you can't go from like a mild walk every day to sprinting. It's just not possible. It's like at the beginning of the year when everyone says, oh, I'm going to go to the gym and then it fizzles out. You don't want to push too hard. I think being mindful in your practices is the most important thing. And you're trust me, your body will tell you when it's getting tired. So when it is... Just think about a little self-care. That's all I ask. All right, babies. My water's getting cold. I'm going to finish my bath. If you love me, if you love this show, please leave a five-star review. I got bills to pay you. And it really, really helps get the show charting and gives so much recognition to our community. So take care of yourself. Practice one of these things. And get yourself balanced, girl. Keep your pussy balanced. Keep your life balanced. Keep your personal life balanced. Nobody's perfect, but we can at least strive to do these practices and feel a little bit more perfect.
about ourselves. I la 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 love you, and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Mwah.